eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast with an extra episode last week. Look at us. Oh, we're so fancy and French. Our weekly look into Seattle Sounders <laughs> FC. There's so much backstory that you didn't get. It's not just me making fun of the French. Our weekly look into the Seattle Sounders FC nerdy soccer culture. It's not the our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC. Nailed it. Nerdy soccer culture fan outrage in an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty MLS. I'd just like to make a quick point and skip right to a section that we won't be addressing today. That is uh, fan outrage. Pretty much any post the Sounders make right now, Spencer out. Okay. <laughs> there. We've covered it all. We're your host for mornings on 1077 The End. I'm Gregor, and he's the. He's been in the. Lo- oh, I touched a thing and it made a zap. Yeah, he's been. Zappy. Yeah, zappy. He's been in the locker room on the pitch and in the stats booth at CenturyLink Field. Brandon from the internet. I'm drinking seltzer water and I'm going to burp a lot, just like you did before we started recording. My dog is downstairs barking because we won't let her upstairs because she <laughs> everywhere all the time. <laughs> Definitely will make me burp too. Hey, give us a five star rating for that, jerks. <laughs> Primarily, leave us a comment. We just want to know your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player. From Steve Zakawani to Steve Stakawani. Oh, I hate that evil Steve Stakawani and his crazy curly mustache, like some sort of French f-ing pirate. <laughs> you know, he doesn't have a curly mustache. He has like two dreads that curl up on both sides. That's what I'm talking about. This week, the in-your-face Sounders FC take on the doing a Sounders Fartland Timbers. In a battle for the, we hope we win a trophy, but it will feel wrong if we do cup. I don't understand that, but moving on. The Sounders have an opportunity to win a, win a trophy uh, on Friday against the Timbers. Um, and based on their current form, I think it'll feel terrible. I mean, it w- I mean, great, win a trophy, whatever. But it's going to feel weird because it's like it's like a participation trophy at this point it's like it's like when i played on hold the, on that's uh, not maybe, what it's like at all they could if they won mls cup it would still be badass 
No, absolutely. But in order to win MLS Cup, the Sounders are going to have to start playing better. What I'm saying is that the Sounders have been on such a terrible run of form lately that when they go in on Friday and um, they they have to win, but if they win the game and win and win the Cascadia Cup, it's going to feel kind of like not necessarily indicative of if the Sounders are any good at the moment. And what I'm saying is it's like when I used to play Little League Baseball and I was on the team, the Grizzlies, and... Uh, we lost literally every single game of the year, but we all got trophies at the end anyway. Is that how you spell Consolation Cup? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we won a thing, but boy, it does not make up for how bad it's been recently. Exactly. Uh, speaking of which, since we last hit the, well, I don't know, last, it doesn't matter. In the last week, the Sounders have dropped a lot of points, which has been real crappy. Losing to RSL on the road, what a disaster. And then somehow drawing off the face of an opponent to take home a point from LA even though that, what what a what a terrible feeling watching that game. Sounders go up, uh, they're, they're, they, uh, LA Galaxy are a man down after the sixth minute. <laughs> That's 80 plus minutes of football with a extra player on the field. Yeah, can't get this, it done. No, it's it's eighty plus. Uh, it's eighty plus minutes of, of soccer without it. Without um, basically the the galaxy playing with a defender, and uh, they somehow still are only able to draw by the face of a guy that David Bingham punched a ball at. <laughs> so the Sounders were dismantled by Real Salt Lake and face punched into a draw by David Bingham, Zlatans, and the Zlatanets. <laughs> I love that Zlatan having a black belt effectively counts as him being two players. <laughs> it's It was... It was silly. I, I don't know what it was about uh, that game that, or about any game really, that Zlatan, in, sometimes it seems like he chooses the best way to win is he's going to like karate chop people in the back uh, or like throat punch somebody. Um, in this game, it was just actually playing well and bodying uh, our defenders and scoring twice. And Kim Kihee and and Javier Arriaga are not necessarily small guys. Zlatan um, is huge. But Zlatan looks ma- he is just massive. Even standing next to our two big central defenders, he's just a big big boy. You know when I used to come home from college, they'd be like, "Have you grown?" cuz I'm such a tall guy anyway. I think Zlatan might still be growing. <laughs> Grows in Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. <laughs> So, real bad. It looked real bad. A, a point, taking away a point in a 2-2 draw is obviously positive, but this team is messed up, man. What's going on? First of all, we won't even talk about the RSL match because the Sounders were just absolutely destroyed. It was a 3-0 loss, right? In case you're... In case you missed it, uh, it's the news, to borrow a phrase from Gregor. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Yeah. And um, and then they go and they obviously go up a man against uh, LA Galaxy. Raul Ruiz scores a goal. Uh, Zlatan scores a goal, and it's 1-1. Zlatan scores a penalty kick. Both times were him just out-muscling Kim Kee-hee. And then the Sounders are able to draw because of the aforementioned face punch uh, own goal where David Bingham's coming out Actually, it wasn't really a punch because he came out and tried to head the ball clear, but headed it into the head of a central defender on his own team, and that's what went into the net. 
It was it the was, flukiest fluke of all time. It doesn't it, matter how it went down. It was an own goal of the most absurd proportions. Like, if you were writing a Naked Gun film or something with Leslie Nielsen in the <laughs> 80s, this is what you would write. It's so ridiculous. That goalkeeper must hate himself. It's the kind of, it's the kind of like, crappy goal that gets scored that is the thing that gives people, like, Deadspin and Sports Center to talk about MLS. Scores at MLS. It's 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 who knows what's up with this team, man. I think at this point the Sounders are just you know is it Chad Marshall's gone? Like what can what do we have to do to to defend better? Because the Sounders idea, uh, I've got an idea, yeah, I've got go an ahead. idea, idea. Okay, sometimes we like to play our biggest boy as forward. Okay, or maybe we don't actually play him there, but he plays himself up there. You got Torres up trying to score. He never scored a goal for the squad, but oftentimes he's in position to try and do it. You have a note here about Russell Wilson can pass, but can he score? I saw him taking, you know, free kicks when they announced the new ownership group that we talked about in the last pod. He's taking free kicks there on CenturyLink Field. Imagine if you put a dude as big as Russell Wilson up there, and then someone had to try and stop him. There was like some giant, like kind of like borderline fat guy that played in some lower English league a few years ago. Oh yeah, remember that uh, guy? It was a uh, 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 Aquanefa or something like that. Uh, Oh shoot! I gotta look it up. He's known as the Beast. AFC yeah. Wimbledon, a team that is in League Two, the fourth division of English professional soccer, according to USAToday.com, took on Premier League giants Liverpool on Monday evening in an FA Cup third round match. He's a big boy. <laughs> I mean, he's like a he's a double big boy. To be fair, what's his name? Um, Adebayo Akinfenwa. Oh, Akinfenwa. That's what it was. Ooh, that's a good name, man. That's a solid name. But he is. Uh, he looks like the guy that like works next to you. That would he go? Hey, bro, how was the Super Bowl? And he goes, "Woo! There's not any chickens left in this state." Let me tell you. And you're like, <laughs> "Yeah, man." Like a guy, a big hearty guy that works for a living, you know. But also, yeah. To your point, try to defend that kind of guy. Yeah, what are you gonna do? As long as he puts his butt in the like he's like block like a like he's in the paint trying to block out for a rebound or something like that. You would remember you wait, remember when uh, you you announced the the Zakawani charity match and um, uh, Marshawn Lynch was subbed in <laughs> and he just wearing slides marched all the way to the goal and got well, a red card. That was a little different, Brandon. I don't think anyone was going to be throwing a slide tackle in on old beast mode there. I feel like it, that's my point. <laughs> Well, I think it's a little different when the Oakland Raiders star is there and you have the Raider Nation that would literally murder you if you heard him doing that. It's okay. like a, it's like <laughs> This is these are the untouchables. You oh, you're making your Russell Wilson. I thought you were combining or comparing him to the fourth division English soccer player, Akinfenwa. <laughs> you're now no, talking about I'm Russell saying- Wilson again. I'm saying put Marshawn Lynch out there, give him the ball, and literally dare anybody to come near him before he kills them. <laughs> Man, I was watching the Chelsea match from over the weekend, and um, Jamie Vardy from Leicester, he like just straight up drops a shoulder into a guy and then gets real mad when he gets a foul called on him, but it's like... Oh man, you've been watching some like hockey, ice hockey, or some NFL football or something. The way that he just leveled the defender was incredible. What a what a prick! <laughs> that guy, he, he, I'm a Leicester fan, and that guy sucks. <laughs> uh, he'll score a bunch of goals for it though, right? Yeah, oh, Russell absolutely. Wilson. So uh, you're a new owner. I get it. Uh, you got that like kind of English soccer player looking hairdo, kind of Zlatan ish. Like, can you get out there and put on some shin guards and come out and score some goals? Because could you imagine the play call? In the booth, what's his name? Having to say a pass from Russell Wilson to Raul Ruiz Diaz, <laughs> complete for 15 yards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pass interference! This one's coming back. 
<laughs> so, um, well, any other solutions you can think of? Basically, I'm just curious how much money uh, you and me and anybody who's currently listening to this can uh, come up with because I want to crowdsource, crowdsource enough money to get a massive helmet to bring Chad out of retirement. <laughs> just, just made of concrete. You actually have to, it's, it's not the helmet as much as the supports to keep it on his shoulders. <laughs> Ch- who's, is that coming out of the tunnel? It's just Chad Marshall. I'm the juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> he's, got, he's got full Darth Vader. <laughs> Uh, you have a, a point here. What's Hauschka up to? I say f- that. What's Zach Scott up to? Like, come on, man. I know that you're like a million years old, like me. But like, I feel like at this point, we just need somebody out there with a with a head on his shoulders that's not protected by a, an helmet. The, the Petter check of <laughs> of our team does not need to come out. Or if 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 you, if I may, the John Olerud of the Seattle Sounders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um uh, I think I think the I don't mean for us to like on Kim or Ariaga too much. But the thing is uh is Latan is now I think legally Kim's dad or his <laughs> daddy at this point. <laughs> My question is is Kim Ki he bad now? Because after I read some rumors that he was being considered for Mars FC or whatever the league was and his game's been so bad since then. I I don't know if like he's not fully in it anymore or if like something fell apart or if he's just struggling with the language barrier or if Chad leaving, he's like heartbroken. (laughs) Like the rest. Kim is just a true Sounders fan. Because when he he was in the starting 11, like I felt confident before and like Zlatan effectively just took him and threw him to the ground. Like my kid does with any paper towel that you give him. Just like, (laughs) no, I don't want this. I'm going to make a mess. It's it's been like three straight weeks where Kim has been, if not solely responsible, at least a part of the of the reason that the opposing teams are able to score. And the Sounders have been getting scored on a lot, like a whole lot. And so so for the fact for Kim, who's in the central defense, he's going to be exposed a lot more just given the way that the Sounders midfield has looked a little soft lately. It's these one-on-one chances. It's these the poor passing out of the back. It, it, they're constantly in this position where he's being put on the spot and and constantly where he's get, being given an opportunity to be the strong central defender or to do something. He's getting beat in the air over and over. It was the same with the with the goals that New England Revolution scored, where he was getting beat in the air. Um, it's it's the same where he gets beat twice. Uh, the first time Zlatan's able to just head a, a great goal in. The second time Kim gives up the penalty. Um, honestly, the first time if Zlatan had gone down, it probably would have been a penalty. Sure, well. sure. So it's the whole the the whole thing is I don't know if Kim is bad, but he hasn't been good lately. Yeah, he's not bad overall, but he's just been bad now. My mind is blown. I didn't know what to do because there it was, Javier Arriaga. No tuck, man. What do we have to do? Like, does he doesn't? I don't know if he has Twitter or not. But at this point, uh, somebody has to have relayed the information to him that everybody wants him to untuck his shirt. I want him to tuck, man. Now that I know that either way that he goes, like that, it's a crapshoot. I'm all about the tuck. Stand out, man. It's not a crapshoot. He's he's been tucked every time the Sounders lose. That brings us to the most important player for Seattle. It's the Sockham Boppers man of the match. Yeah, your Sockham Boppers man of the match, David Bingham. Maybe. Sockham Boppers, more fun than punching a pillow into your teammate's face. 
I guess it'd be heading a pillow into your teammate's face. Yeah, it's more fun to think about him punching it. But if he had punched it, and the more that I think about this, the more I realize that the joke doesn't really work because if he had punched it, it would have been a red card outside the box and because he would have handled that outside the box. And anyway, the joke doesn't work, but uh, Sock and Bopper is still funny. I'm Turd Ferguson. <laughs> I'm Turd Ferguson. Who's hot? Hi. Who's garbage? Go and on. who's Turd Ferguson? Hot! Hot! I can't... Like, Raul Rui Diaz scored a goal? Actually, that is hot. Hot. Because it, I, I was reading that it's it's been, before he scored the goal against LA, it had been 220 minutes without scoring a goal, which means that's a long time to get to have to try to get 38 touches. <laughs> Don't pass to me. <laughs> I'm trying not to get 38. I'm saving it for LA. Uh, so, I mean, the 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 like with Jordan Morris, what we were saying a couple weeks ago, Hopefully, Rui Diaz is the kind of guy who, when he scores a goal, he gets the touch back, he gets the the motivation back, and that's what that's what gets him to score more goals. I don't think it's Raul's fault that he's not scoring goals. I think that there's a lot happening with that team right now that is not setting him up for success. However, um, I guess that's if you want to find a hot out of either of the last two matches that we haven't talked about, that's it. Um, I'm, I guess I'm just going to move on to garbage. Garbage. <laughs> garbage, despite everything else that I said. Garbage. <laughs> garbage. Garbage. I'm getting sick of everybody saying it's time to be positive about the team and just to get behind the boys. <laughs> well, I think it's important. I was. Um, I don't want to see this squad return home after visiting Fartland. I don't want to see them return home and have the stands full of people that aren't behind them. So... I do think it's important that everyone gets behind the boys, but also I think that this, there's scrutiny there that they they looked so complacent on the road for the second time in a week. They just looked like no one's heart was really in it, and and I know that that's not true. They're like hearts are in it, but it just they just didn't convey that across the television to my house or whatever, right? And so they need to be held accountable to like play really well but also it's a game and so I don't I don't really know where I stand on this but somebody took it real far <laughs> I I think my the reason that I think it's garbage is because garbage um yes it's a it's a it's a silly game and I'm often reminded especially uh over the last few years how stupid and like meaningless sports can be brought to you um, by the full 90 extra time podcast who <laughs> we well we don't de- i was gonna say we make our living talking about this dumb sport but we definitely aren't making our living doing this no <laughs> um but i i think that there's obviously room for criticism when the, when the team is playing like garbage, garbage and when they look like they don't care because uh we're a bunch of people who have a lot of things to do and a lot of things that we can care about in a city that's getting an nhl team and has an nfl team and has a uh, major league baseball team even though sometimes we forget that like we choose to support the team and and, and watch them and it's and so i think that it's garbage, garbage to always say that everything's fine and like oh just you know They'll they'll turn it around and whatever. Yeah, I think this it's, isn't it's a, okay to have criticism. This isn't a Disney movie like where no. we're like, no, just keep your heart in it. Billy and the three hundred level is the one that's really you know he believed in them the whole time and then they came through with a win. That's garbage. Garbage. Yeah. I but the the best part and also the worst part is somebody on on uh, somebody shared on Reddit that um, it's time to be positive and get behind the boys and blah, blah, blah. And uh, somebody else on Reddit did not agree. <laughs> but the way the way that they approached their disagreement was best. So his name, uh, I originally read it as uh, Leerdam Bitches, but it's Lychem Bitches. It's Lachayam. 
Look, oh, I didn't know that's how you spelled it. And I'm so. even Jewish. Weird. <laughs> you, um, you're Jewish? Yeah, I mean, like, lineal, lineage, lineally, lin, lin, matrilineal. Yeah, anyway, uh, my grandma was Jewish. Okay, I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but the, the way that they say it on Reddit is, man, people love, people be talking so much ship about this team. They want to win. They're jonesing for it. They just need to try a little Morris and leva it all out on the field. We need to rest up, eat some Campbell's soup and fries, and before you know it, we'll be leaving our opponents in a state of Bruin. Kee-hee-hee. <laughs> Garbage. Garbage. <laughs> I love it, though. That was uh, very well con- constructed. We'll tweet that out so you can see it in its full glory. Um, I also hate it so much. I hated I hated reading it more than, out loud than, more than I thought I would. <laughs> Hey, hold on one second. I got one more garbage. Hold on. Garbage. Chowder, shut up! <laughs> Hot garbage, me losing it. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Intertoxicity FC. <laughs> Go on. Um, so, Inter Miami is a team that is going to start playing next season in MLS. They are the team that's owned by David Bingham. They're playing in Florida. I'm AKA sorry. Did you just say they're owned by David Bingham? <laughs> yeah, he punched a bunch of money into David Beckham's face and it bounced into the bank. <laughs> D- did not punch. <laughs> That's the asterisk. <laughs> anyway, um, does the team uh, so own, David owned by Beckham David Beckham owns a team and um, they have had a hell of a time trying to find a stadium site and they finally did a bunch of politics a bunch of Florida politics which I've heard are, are bad um, a bunch of politics and they were able to finally land on a spot turns out according to a bunch of outlets uh, Inter Miami's proposed stadium site is an arsenic filled poison pit <laughs> <laughs> which is on top of an Indian burial ground <laughs> which I I, I the, the, in, on one hand I'm like oh it sucks that they don't get their stadium um, uh, and the environmental impact of having to clean that up is going to cost like 50 million dollars so instead of spending the money they're going to be like oh leave that poisonous filth and we'll go build our stadium 45 minutes away from here um, which you know sucks for the fans but what it's great for is anybody who they end up being rivals with because this is going to uh I feel like this will spur a lot of great banter about one team playing on top of a poisonous like infestation. <laughs> All right, big question, Brandon. If the Sounders were to miss out on the playoffs, what is the repercussion? Can you fire a guy like Brian Schmetzer? Do you burn the whole place down? <laughs> well, like, what do you do? Like, I personally am not saying we should fire Schmetzer. I don't. I don't want that to happen at all. I like like the guy a ton, but there's a lot of negativity out there right now. So it's a hypothetical. What do you do? I, it's it, this is crazy. In my opinion, if the Sounders were to miss the playoffs, um, I think Schmetzer would have to lose his job. The Sounders have in their ten years as a, as a club. This is their eleventh, uh, even though we're celebrating the ten year still for some reason. Um, it, it, they've never missed the playoffs. They've been only playing under two coaches. This would be the first time ever. Granted, there are injuries. There's always injuries. Teams get injured all the time. Um, I don't want to fire the club legend who led this team to its first ever MLS Cup and was with the club since its inauguration in MLS and even before that. Um, but in my opinion, if the Sounders were to lose MLS Cup, but but or not not I mean to not even make it into the playoffs, um, there has to be some sort of repercussions, right? 
Yeah, I don't know, man, because he's got such a track record of getting it done, and the season started so positively, and then things like from that break on, just the team hasn't come back. And so I don't know if we're like this could. I mean, I know this is such a cop out, but this could be a case of like exhaustion that these players have just been pulled in too many different directions, and like the discipline might not be there for everyone to get their act together and start playing again. One thing that we know for sure is that the team in the past at this time of the year is usually firing back up, but we're like weeks beyond where that would have happened. So it's this is what stuff and and like you said, this is a hypothetical if the Sounders miss the playoffs. Well, this is the conversation. This is what people are like, talking about. And like this I, is, I started this, this by saying I don't want him out no matter if they make it or right. not. There's there's a lot of uh, I mean what there's ten games less than ten games left to play on the season I think yeah less eight, than ten eight games games left. including the one that's coming up so eight games left to play on the season the Sounders have some time I mean they're currently in playoff position they they have you know a lot of games left against teams who are also right in that mix so this the Sounders are by no means necessarily going but the, the, this conversation are, is already happening and the Sounders are in playoff contention so. As we talk about it, I I am really conflicted on it because because Schmetzer is the club legend that he is that he has led this team to a lot of things. But we're also coming off of a season where the Sounders didn't go deep into the Champions League, they didn't go deep into the Open Cup, so it's not like we have a lot of match congestion or that there's the, these players on the team are playing a ton of extra matches. Yes, we lost a bunch of people to uh, international duty, but almost everybody came back healthy and. Um, and has been able to 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 plug back back in at some point. Now, in my I don't know I don't know exactly how I feel, but with with Schmetzer, is it can you put all the blame on him? You know, we have a, a general manager Garth Lagerway. We have a training staff that doesn't seem to have been able to get Victor Rodriguez healthy in a timely manner or ever. Who knows if that guy is still even kicking at this point? We had uh, we've had guys going down with muscle injuries left and right. Like, yeah. Could you fire your own dad? Yeah. Can you fire your dad, your well-meaning dad, or you know, do you place the blame somewhere else and say there's only so much that, um, you know, if 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 Brian Schmetzer was instead Tata Martino, um, yeah, you can't. But you can't. No, you can't. You can't do that though, dude. You can't compare those two guys because Tata took a took that Atlanta team and made them crazy good. Um, consistently, and then he left, and he felt the immediate changeover impact. Um, so, I mean, but that goes to the point of if you get rid of a guy like Brian Schmetzer and you bring in somebody yeah. that's a world class coach like okay. Tata. Yeah. Well, my question then is like, if you you just put this new ownership group into that, is the person that's feeling the pressure the most by this new ownership group? Is there anybody first of all, and is the person that's feeling the pressure the most the manager? Because now you've got all these extra eyeballs that are interested in yeah. the sport and you're not seeing any performance and like with a name like Russell Wilson attached to something can you draw in an even higher caliber manager to replace a guy like Schmetzer and I don't think it's the right move I, I think in my estimation Schmetzer has one more go at it regardless of what mm-hmm. happens unless the wheels completely fall off here like if the Sounders have eight games left and they only walk away with six points then like yeah that's gonna be a problem but I don't know there's probably some sort of point return where you're like okay it's cool we're good but like by the end of this weekend the upcoming match against Fartland 
with the right results, Sounders are out of playoff contention. From going from second a week ago to out of playoff contention. That's yeah, I mean those are like alarm you could, bells. You could put a lot into you could put a lot of stock into the fact that the Western Conference is just super, super competitive this season and that everybody's fighting everybody else for but points. But do the new owners get that? Do they understand that? Well, and that's I don't I don't know, and I, I don't know that that's necessarily an excuse for the Sounders or the management either. Yeah, because the sound. I mean, think about MLS kind of moves in point O's, right? Like you went from MLS 1.0 to 2.0, and there's kind of these arbitrary like uh, landmark moments that people place and say that like, oh, now MLS has moved to the next level. I think that Brian Schmetzer, uh, Siggy Schmid, uh, and this might sound harsh, but those guys are MLS 2.0 guys. Um, who who don't have a lot of I mean I mean outside of Siggy Schmid who who was like a foundational piece to this league Brian Schmetzer has been with this club for a long long time and doesn't necessarily have the like depth and breadth of coaching experience outside of this that you might expect some of these other managers who are coming in like 100%. Bob Bradley at LAFC or Tata or Frank DeBoer even at, at Atlanta Listen, who Schmetzer gets out like do you anticipate a championship side in England calling Schmetzer to come work there I don't know the answer to that um but like a Bob Bradley who did go there uh, who has uh, right. who has played bigger roles who has that experience like Bruce Arena has been around at least a little bit you know I, I I like your point about that we're talking about MLS 2.0 managers in a time where other teams are starting to bring in 3.0 and the American game is evolving and at some point at some point Schmetzer has to go because that's just the nature of life yeah and we'll have to see a squad put in someone new and you just hope that with the right people in charge and I don't know if the 47 new owners are the right people <laughs> in charge or not but like making decisions from there if that's going to be the right thing also i i view adrian henauer as like an emotional guy who's like connected to the to the spirit of the club a little bit and i yeah. think it's going to be really tough on him to have to make that call he already had to do it once when he made schmitz step down to be assistant under ziggy yeah. i don't know that there's a like if, if they can land like a huge name if they can I'm not talking Jurgen Klopp, but I'm talking sure. about like a big <laughs> Brendan Rodgers. <laughs> if they, if they <laughs> that would in, be awesome. <laughs> if they could bring in a, a Braj, you know, yeah. um, somebody like of that next level. DeBoer is like a good example too, even though like... Or even, I, I think that a great example for where the Sounders could go uh, in the long term. Mark Birch. <laughs> Facito. <laughs> Or Brad Evans. No, I think um, like you look at what San Jose, who Brad has Evans been drives his trailer to the, all the games. <laughs> He's like, guys, I won't be at practice all week because I've got to drive to New sells, England. It sells concessions out of the back, <laughs> but it's all like noon, and he sponsored by it on Instagram. It's called merch, okay? <laughs> um, I you just look at a team like San Jose, who have struggled pretty significantly over the last few years. They bring in a coach who completely changed their playing style, and uh, who's a guy who had a bunch of experience in South America, Matias Almeida, and and he's got them competitive this year, and not just looking like a team that's going to sneak into the playoffs, but a team that uh, has a chance of finishing uh, anywhere between second and fourth uh, at the, by the end of the season. So again, I'm not saying that I want. Brian Schmetzer out. No, of course not. I, I, don't. I think if you wanted to like 
be like, Brandon, I'm going to teach you a, t- a lesson about life. You need to understand the the tragic nature of life. And in order, the only way that you're going to understand that is if you personally have to look Brian Schmetzer in the eye and tell him you're fired. I don't know that I could do it. You don't, However, think, you could, you don't think you could old yell or him? No. No, I don't think I could old yell or Brian Schmetzer. <laughs> Uh, but I, I don't know. I think the conversation is is picking up a lot of steam. It had some steam last year, and then given the run of form this season, and and probably a real concern a lot among a lot of Sounders fans, myself included, that uh, the Sounders potentially are able are are on path to to miss their first playoff. Uh, their first playoff what? tournament whoa, in, whoa, in whoa. eleven years. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, but let's also realize that what we got to talk about next isn't going to make it any easier. Okay, the Sounders 10-8-6 all-time against Fartland Timbers, including 3-6-3 three, three on the road. Not good. We, uh, we're going to watch a matchup that takes place this coming weekend. I wonder who's going down there. What day is it? You don't have that there? It's on Friday, the 23rd. A Friday night matchup at Providence Park, or as you call it, a butt <laughs> stadium, because <laughs> it's the Fartland Timbers. That's where the farts come from. Oh, yeah, from the butt. <laughs> <laughs> or according to my naturopath recently, my lower intestine. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's fair, too. Okay, um, eight matches remaining, five of them against Western Conference teams in contention for playoff berths. Things are about to get crazy. We were just talking about how tough it's going to be for Schmetz. Going down south, playing your main rivals on the road in their new stadium or their newly upgraded stadium. It's no longer a minor league baseball park. It's now some super thing or whatever. Geldwin Stadium is now some sort of soccer. Con- Listen, the point is that Schmetz has got to take this team with low confidence in his abilities currently. He's got to take this team on the road and try and get points. And that is exactly the place I would not want to be if I'm him. Yeah, Sounders already having a hard time against Farland this season. They weren't able to beat them in regular season. They weren't able to beat them at the, at, during the U.S. Open Cup. Um, it's they they are just getting absolutely smoked by the the Timbers' new guy Brian Fernandez. Uh, it's it's go, it's going to be a really really tough ask for the Sounders who have been on the run of form that they've been to go down and pick up. Uh, a point, let alone three, because there's silverware on the line. And if the Sounders are able to win this match and get three points, the Cascadia Cup comes home with Seattle. That would be huge, right? I mean, it's an obvious thing to say, but like at a time when you need it, and also, like you said way earlier on, the Consolation Cup, it feels a bit empty. But imagine that way of turning your season around to be able to, well, to beat Portland at home and bring home some silverware. We just got done talking about... Uh, just how the we don't know the team needs a pick me up and 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 we got done talking about how Brian Schmetzer's job uh, could be on the line at the end of the season if things aren't turned around. I think that winning a piece of silverware, while we might have called it empty earlier on, now that I'm thinking about it, could be a motivational factor um, for, like you said, yeah, the, we just, the, the team to turn their to turn their season around. We just got real down on the squad, and then it's like, well, what good thing could happen? And that is the good thing that could happen. So yeah. We've come full circle on that. I think that's really that's really good. Tell, give me any bit of of good news. Just tell me one player to look forward to or something that I could be happy about. So I'll give you if if I have to give you some good news, it'll be that Brad uh, Brad Smith Brad Brad Smith uh, is apparently training with the team today uh, and should be back in time to play with the team on Friday. And that's great news because new who is out. 
I, I guess so. New Who wasn't training with the team today. Um, there's speculation, and I don't I don't know how much to read into this, but there's speculation that the uh, in order to clear up an, an international slot um, for uh, Emmanuel Ciccini, who they just signed, that or Ciccini, they have to get they might have to get rid of somebody if they're not able to buy an international slot from another team in MLS. New Who, obviously being Cameroonian, occupies a uh, a French spot, <laughs> an international spot. Uh, for the club, and I don't know. I mean, it seems like there's been some let's just uh, leave dis- it. Let's just leave disgruntledness it or something. But yeah. who knows? Yeah, I don't. I don't want to speculate too much on that because I love that new who. So yeah, me too. Now V Rod still not playing, and you found some crazy, um, some crazy stats from uh, Sounders FC on Reddit here, or the subreddit rather. Yeah, so on the Sounder subreddit, uh, user one underscore machine uh, posted something. It's it's yes, we know Victor Rodriguez is injured a lot and he's not been able to play. Um, this guy dug up or a girl dug up some stats that says um, that Victor Rodriguez has played thirty nine games in two and a half seasons. So since he signed mm-hmm. on August second, he's only played thirty nine games, which is two two thousand six hundred minutes. In comparison. Kelvin Leardham, who uh, signed a month, just a month earlier than Victor Rodriguez, has played 63 games, aka 5,000 minutes, almost double the amount of time that Victor Rodriguez has played in the league. Uh, he's basically missed an entire season's worth of games due to injury. More than that. That's crazy. Yeah, That's I a- mean, if, if the season's 37 games and he's missed 39 of them, I don't know if that includes Open Cup and, and, and other things like that. But yeah, he's missed 39 games. It's crazy. He's played 39 games in two. He's missed 39 games in two. So, sorry, sorry. He's played 39. Uh, so he's missed roughly. Yeah, I mean, almost almost that amount. I, I just want to circle back around to the last match. I just have a question for you. If you could pick any Fartland player to score an own goal with his face, who would you choose? <laughs> <laughs> I after after we talked about uh my interaction with goalkeeper Steve Clark after the last home game, I would choose Steve Clark to punch it off of his own face into the net. <sighs> One can dream, Brandon. One can dream. <laughs> All right, uh What's the motivation? I, I feel like this is we've covered this so well, so let's sum it up. What's the motivation here for Seattle Sounders FC? Go get go get a win for Schmetzer and bring home the Cascadia Cup. Turn your season around and use a huge win on the road against your rival as a way to do it. That's like a that would be a statement way for the Sounders to go in and 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 say, hey, we're not. Shitty. I just want the Sounders to go out there and look like they give a. Shit. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. All right. So if there's motivation for the Fartland Timbers, I would say it's stink up the place with all your stupid farts, you jerks. <laughs> Or maybe let a fat guy cut a tree into little pieces, fill it with blue resin, and make some dumb coffee table. Sell it on Etsy. (laughs) (laughs) Sell enough coffee tables on Etsy to buy Lionel Messi. Win Champions League. Smart. <laughs> Fartland, I like your plan. I'm I'm really excited to see how the supporter groups get along. There's all this Antifa rage right now, and the one thing that the clubs agree on is hating MLS together. I'm curious <laughs> to see what happens if there's some sort of joint statement made by... Oh, it could be like a crazy eruption of political ideology at Jeldwin, or whatever it's called, Field. <laughs> yeah, I let's, let's hope so. <laughs> I'll be watching the match from jail because I'm going to... I won't finish that sentence. <laughs> How about you, Brandon? Where are you going to be watching the match? I'm going to be watching the match from uh, behind my hands over my face through my fingers. <laughs> okay, well, good. Take a look at your crystal Pepsi ball. Tell me what you see with the big match Friday night, 7 p.m. Sounders traveling to Fartland to suck up all the farts and try and bring home some points. Uh, my crystal Pepsi ball. 
tells me that the Sounders will win four to three. And it'll be because Fartland has a hat trick from Brian Fernandez and the Sounders have a hat trick from Raul Ruiz Diaz and a goal from Kim Kihi because we talked bad about him today. <laughs> we talked fair about him today. <laughs> I, dude, I hate to break it to you, but I say the Sounders lose two nothing. Well, that's that's probably the more likely scenario. <laughs> Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 